Oh, I pressed the wrong button. What's going to happen? <laughs> it's going to... Oh, I don't know. It's going to keep counting down. <laughs> That's what happens when I press the wrong button in the wrong bank. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to Monday. I don't know, Kyle. Is it too late to do the music? I don't think it's too late to do music. It's never too late to do the music. So this morning, it is Monday, Tuesday, March 22nd. I can't get my days right ever, ever. It's going to be my calling card. But we have an ode to the service departments coming at you hot in just a second. Oh, man. I don't know what we're doing today. But here's the deal. It's Tuesday, and we're like three miles down the road before we even got started today. Um, So... We started off today's email. Kyle, I'm going to let you read it because you wrote it. And um, it hit me. like So when we, we put together the emails at the end of the day, and depending on how the day plays out, uh, you know, we may or may not be a part of it. Like, you know, some of us put articles. And so last night, Kyle's the one that kind of put the bow on it, and he wrote the lead. And I so I got to read it this morning when I opened my email. And let me tell you, it is exactly what I needed. A former service writer, but it reminded me of you know, kind of an element of what we're doing as a SODU, an element of like the the keeping our finger on the pulse of what the real hearts of the stores are. And so um, go ahead, Kyle, I'm going to let you read it. Yeah, I'm going to give a little bit of context because yesterday was a little bit of a crazy day for us in the in the Asodu world, in just business. We had a lot of meetings. There was, you know, uh, there was family stuff kind of happening in and out. It was my first day uh, kind of away from my family, my wife at home with the baby. And there was just there was a lot. So as I sat down last night, the word resilient uh, kind of came in my head. And that's what I started to write the lead with that. And then I thought about just like the industry and what the word resilient meant. And then I went back to, you know, when someone really encouraged me back early in my sales career to make sure and say hi to every service person every single day. And uh, just kind of this toast came to mind. And so I'll read it. So it's, it's here's to the service teams, the ones that get in before everyone else. The ones that pull a car in on a busy Saturday because the tire pressure was low on a car about to be test driven. The ones that meticulously break down an engine just to wait on the warranty inspector to arrive. These are the unsung heroes we want to celebrate today. So do family. We want to encourage you to say thanks to the women and men in our service departments today. Take a moment to step out of the office or the showroom and onto that incredible shop floor because it takes all of us pushing back and, and, yeah, so that's the that's the all. It, it's not just you know the glitz and glamour of the showroom. It's not um, it's not the salesperson that that made their first sale that cut their tie that we see on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> actually, I you know the the other thing that spurred this on was and I couldn't find it. I, I scrolled. I tried to find it. I don't know who it was, but uh, someone posted that they that they uh, their dealership wanted to do something special for their service department. And uh, if anyone found this on LinkedIn, I don't even know who it was, but if you can find it, I love this photo, but uh, they got banners, big old like championship banners that they put up in front of every service bay with the service technician's name, oh, their so nickname, cool. what they do. They It was like a championship banner that they put up. And the picture is of the, that service technician taking a photo of this banner. Right. Oh, neat. And you know yeah. where he's sending he's sending that to all his friends and families, probably posting, posting it on, on social. social for sure. Yeah. And it was just this wow, celebrating the those those women and men that are in the shop or in the parts department that 
typically just kind of go unnoticed by by customers and by the photos that we see around the store or the photos on the Google My Business or Google Business Place. That's that's celebrating the entire industry coming together. Man, I love that so much. I mean, like I said, it's what I needed to hear this morning because it reminds me like there are thousands and thousands of those people doing that right now. And mm-hmm. on the West Coast, right? They're they're getting in right now, right? It's it's just quarter after six AM in, in California. And David Long, yeah. you know, at the Hansel Auto Group, right? Someone's walking into one of David Long's stores that he manages and they're putting the lifts down, right? And they're shuffling yes. the paperwork and they're getting looking at their schedule for the day, right? And they're making sure the water bottles are fixed. Like, man, that just goes a long way, right? So like how can how can we continue to do that? Well, if you're listening, you can continue to do that right now right? Yes. It's it's not too late. You can do it right now. You can encourage those people. Um, man, what a great way to start the show. I have some fun stuff to talk about today, some fun stuff, some business stuff. Um, we'll get to the business stuff first. Let's get to business. Um, uh, automotive news article from, I think it was yesterday, maybe two days ago. It was talking about the acquisition uh, climate in automotive being possibly even more favorable in 2022 than it was in 2021. Last nice. year, last year we had like Alan Haig on and we were just talking about the 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 people that were rushing to get their dealerships uh, sold if they had been thinking about it because conditions were favorable, right? Pricing was high, um, valuations were high, and um, yes, it seems like it's continuing. I mean, off off to the races yet again. Uh, Aaron Kerrigan said, if you had asked me in December, I would have expected the buy-sell market to be around the same level. But based on the first two months of this year, I think the buy-sell market of 2022 will be more active than 2020, than 21, which I didn't think I would say, which is wild. Like, I, I, I can't, it was, it seemed like every single week last year, there was massive M&A, you know, acquisition. Especially second half news. of the year. I mean, yeah. the velocity ramped up so much. And I mean, we're probably we're probably riding that velocity still. You know, I didn't hear, see anybody talk about this in the article. Um, Alan Haig, who, who we, we know are friends with here, uh, he says the deals in the pipeline indicate it's going to be as good a year in terms of the number of rooftops, but even better in terms of the value that our clients are getting for their businesses. So, wow. um, so he's saying like maybe similar number of rooftops, but more money for the stores. And, you know, I didn't hear anybody say this in the article, but remember toward last year and at the year in extravaganza, you know, everybody was rushing because of the potential tax rate change, capital gains tax rate, you know, so people were like, hey, can we get this transaction closed fast enough, right? So people were rushing. So I wonder how many of like the the Q1, the January, February deals were ones that just, that just couldn't get it. You know what I mean? That just couldn't yep. get it done. Um, so I didn't hear anybody mention that. I wonder that. But um, here are some totals that, that were highlighted in the article. In 2021, there were 376 transactions uh, for a total of 673 stores. So averaging right around two rooftops per deal. Um, in 2022, so far, so we're not even through Q1 yet, actually. Remember, we still have like right. a week and a half left. And uh, things tend to close at the end of a quarter. And uh, so in 2022, so far, there have been 52 transactions for 78 stores. So um, definitely more transactions. You know, the, the ratio is much lower. You know, it was an average of two last year total. This, right. this is a lot more closer to like 1.3. And, um, you know, it's just... Well, I, I mean, just even just in the people that you and I know, I, I know of multiple owners, dealer principals, general managers that are seeking out yeah. 
opportunities to purchase right now. And oh, so man. they're on the, the hunt, right? The people the, that are on the hunt, people are, are on, on the, the hunt. hunt. They're, they're, they're looking for it. And I think it's indicative of, you know, the reality that if you don't have, you know, multiple rooftops, the capacity to be market players in, in a, in a particular region is going to be lower and lower. Yeah. Right. So thinking about so many of the groups that are going after the Carvana and Vroom biz, business on a regional or national basis, we, we saw, you know, driveway with Lithia and we saw Asbury with click lane and um, Penske with car shop. We saw them taking the lead at the yeah. big group scale, yep. but some of the, you know, 15 to 20 store groups are making that push right now. Oh, so yeah. I think the move is to go from that three to five store group to the mid teens so yeah. that you can execute at that level. Yeah, you need you need a certain, you know, critical mass to get that operational efficiency. Like you get a little at three, four, five, but you yep. really start to have leverage when you get over like a dozen. Right. That's when you can start like hiring people to run whole departments that you probably couldn't afford at six. You know, we talk about yep. this in marketing a lot, right? At some point you have enough leverage that you can pull out of like the agency dependency and get into like a serious CMO, right? A serious creative director, right? A serious yeah. content department. And then that leverage just multiplies exponentially in like growing the value of your brand and your business. So, um, you know, I think there are pros and cons. When you, we talk about consolidation, always pros and cons. Nothing is ever all good or all bad. Um, some right. of the pros of consolidation um, are definitely innovation, right? You're going to take stores. Yes. You know, obviously if someone's looking to sell, they probably have been struggling for a little bit or at least had their foot off the gas because they've been looking saying, okay, where's my off ramp? A lot of the stores that might not have a succession plan in place. And so, you know, you get tired, right? I, you know, I'm 60, I'm 65. Like, look, this, Man. all this new stuff, Brian, Brian Kramer's running around with Oculus goggles on. I'm like, you know, I, I think you know, I, we really want to enjoy my grandkids and the boat and all the decades of 80 hour weeks that I put in before I throw yeah. on some Oculus goggles. Let me put my and a head big up. chunk of changes staring, staring you at the face in the face. Oh right? yeah. I mean, at that point, most of that too is like generational money. You know what I mean? Right. Like most people that are selling the store, most are like, it's not really going to make a substantive change to my lifestyle. Um, you know, but so all that, that handing the torch to someone who is looking to build an operational efficiency um, and innovating tech systems and innovating customer experience systems, right? That's good for the industry because it, it levels us up. On the flip side, right, we do lose some of the some of the the family heritage and legacy that really makes yeah. automotive. And, and people, you know, that transition from a smaller store to a bigger store might feel bad, right? There is something to be lost, right? Yeah. But there's also a lot to be gained. So I, I think there's never a clean way to cut it. But, you know, the consolidation with the right people with the right mindset, I think overall is a win for us. Yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a I think it's necessary for franchise retail to kind of stay in the game. For sure. Um, but I, I get that there there are cons and there are those that, um, you know, that that have a little bit of, of loss of feeling that are at those uh, single rooftops oh, yeah. and, and the employees and things like that. So I think that's encouragement to those that are purchasing stores to watch that yes. and, and realize that when you're purchasing a store, you're not just purchasing a financial, uh, a financial worksheet. You're fine. You're, you're bringing on people and you have an, a lot of opportunity uh, to care for a whole new set of, of personnel. Yeah. I, I've seen a couple of great scenarios when stores are being acquired. I'm some people that, that pop to the top of my mind, uh, uh, Liars, my um, Liza Myers, Borches. Like when they yep. buy a store, boy, do they put their arms around the people in a great way. Um, yeah. The West Her Group 
out of Buffalo, uh, Matt Lasher leading the marketing team there. Like when they buy a store, like they are just so caring and sensitive. It's pretty awesome to watch because there are a lot of great empathetic groups that are are really Absolutely. improving company culture by by through acquisition. Um, let's see. Let's bounce across the pond. Tesla uh, just is about to deliver its first 30 vehicles from its Giga factory in Berlin, the Berlin Bradenburg Giga factory. Uh, they're going to deliver 30 Model Ys, uh, the performance edition. It's going to be the first 30 that came off the line. They've been building the, the, the plant for two years, and uh, the vehicles cost uh, $70,000 U.S. It's like 63000 or 64000 euros, $70,000 piece. Uh, popping off the line, they have three thousand of the twelve thousand workers. Twelve thousand workers 12, at the plant in a place <laughs> are, are, are hired. <laughs> um, and you know, J.P. Morgan popped the forecast out: the factory will produce about fifty-four thousand cars this year, and two hundred eighty thousand next year, and half a million vehicles by twenty twenty-five. That's a lot of cars, <laughs> y'all. Tesla's Tesla's playing game right now. They they're not messing around. Yes, yeah. for sure. You know, the $70,000 for a Model Y is a lot of money. It really is. It's again, it, we talked about it yesterday with the $48,000 base Model 3. Like, it man. just, it sounds like all new cars right now Dude. just are a lot of money. $70,000 hatchback. <laughs> it's crazy. Bro, I can't imagine. I mean, I, yeah, the money's out there. You, you just, you just, you just, you think like there's got to be a way to make EVs affordable for, the common like yeah, the everybody driver because th i saw this yesterday there's a, a charging station that essentially has like here's the gas price here's our electric price for a full charge and it was significantly less but i'm still staring at how much less nobody <laughs> how much less nobody, do you remember literally nobody cares <laughs> because your payment tesla you, how much their gas or or electrical costs are they for just sure it's not, right at seventy thousand dollars for the car you're like Oh, I saved you know, $40 this month, right? And your payment was $300 higher. Um, yeah. You know, so and in Europe, and you know, the EV race has really heated up uh, more quickly than it has here in the U.S. So we kind of watch that as indicators. You know, one of our investors and uh, crack, Cracker Jack dealer, Brian Benstock, has been over in Europe, like trying to bring, bring like get a look over the horizon, bring some things back. Uh, so VW owns actually a 25% stake in the EVs in, uh, in Europe or in Germany wow. at least. So they have 25% stake. Tesla has a 13% stake. Um, so, you know, VW is really stepping up in their EV investment. They just, you know, invested like 2 billion euros in, uh, so it's more than $2 billion, 2 billion euros in um, a new plant and uh, several battery factories. Right. So, I mean, they're stepping up to the plate and they're saying like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And uh, so, yeah, just a little EV news from over the pond. Little, so, a uh, little over the pond. Speaking of, oh, here we go. Over a Tesla. Segway. Time. We just gotta just roll the footage first. Yeah, yeah. Just, if you're not, if you're not watching, we'll footage. explain it. But go ahead. <laughs> this guy. All right, I'm gonna explain it. So we have a Tesla waiting at the bottom of a big hill. He flashes his headlights, and the hill's prop gotta be, I don't know, 100 feet. And the sound you're hearing is that thing whipping up the hill, and here goes the launch. And the landing. <laughs> and the skid to a stop. So somebody in L.A. launched their Tesla Model 3 over the hill. Obviously, the cops are looking for this guy. Um, and, and you don't really see anything identifiable in the video. But this sucker just rockets up this hill. 
takes air the front end of the vehicle looks like it might flip but it just lands kind of on the front end of the car the hood flies up the brake lights go on and um i don't know it's just a thing (laughs) nathan comments i heard it was a rental i hope they bought the extra insurance (laughs) i'm telling you people are doing the most ridiculous stuff with teslas it's 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 like a toy car if you've ever driven one it does feel like a go-kart right I understand that. Have you ever like driven a go-kart, like gone electric go-kart racing, and then you get back in your car? You just take the corners a little tighter and a little faster. Yeah, exactly. No. So I think it's, it's indicative of the culture around EVs. I think, you know, it's a, it's a very techno, you know, we, we, we've had the story of a guy hacking a Tesla, right? Uh, now we've got, and then, you know, doing, playing Christmas songs with the Tesla is a video. It's a whole like meme culture around a car. I I feel like there needs to be like a Knight Rider edition. Like if he had that little red light in the front flashing back and forth, it it kind of reminds you of like, like the, the eight year old in me that always wanted a turbo boost button. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's exactly what it feels we, like. We it's, need to get David Hasselhoff in, in a black Tesla that looks like Knight Rider, I think, is what the world needs a little bit more of. <laughs> uh, that's oh, that's fun. Uh, let's go. We're, we're, we're running out of time. We're out of time. Uh, we were going to talk also a little bit about South by Southwest Festival, the big technology and music culture festival that was the biggest deal in Austin. Uh, COVID happened. It got canceled. Last year was um, was virtual. So, you know, you take that what it will be. And the, the conference came back this year. It was mostly a lot about NFTs and musicians and all this collabs. But I got to say, the energy around it didn't even seem nearly the same it, as it what it's been. It didn't seem there. I didn't see as much uh, out there as, as what I normally do on, on the interwebs. So, no. And we'll even see. when you look for articles, like, I'm like, no. there's just not, I'm like, man, no one's really even covering it really well. Which uh, is interesting because we happened to just get back from NADA, <laughs> which had all the energy and actually more energy than ever before with a vengeance. So I think it's easy to think get in that box because we're an automotive. We're like, okay, we're back. No, like big other other conferences like South by Southwest, guess what? They can't pull that off. They didn't pull it off this year. I saw yeah. some pictures of it. It was funny because you see like 100 people in this room and everyone's looking at their phone. Like no one's even looking at each other. Wow. <laughs> I mean, We've got a one really picture. unique industry. Oh, man. We, I, there's just so much to talk about. So much to talk about, but super unique industry um, that I think just has the energy to pull off so much right now. So I'm pumped. Yep. So I guess there's your Tuesday shot. We got off to a rocky start, but we pulled up. If you're not on the email list, sign up, asodu.com. Um, go to the website. Check out that ode to service advisor. Share it with a servant advisor or service person that you love. <laughs> <laughs>